0: Hey, welcome to Voices in Japan with Ben and Burke. On this episode, we are joined by fan favorite Matt from Australia, and he joins us to discuss his recent motorbike trip around Hokkaido. Despite the trip being cut short by bad weather and a modeling gig that came up for him, he describes some amazing spots he was able to see in eastern Hokkaido And then he gives us details on the strange things that occurred as he explored a spooky, abandoned, and supposedly haunted old school in the desolate town of Yubari. We also discuss the almost free houses the small towns in Japan are offering to attract potential residents, a recent fire at a fireworks factory in the woodlands of Otaru, living in the countryside of Japan, and much more. If you enjoy the podcast, please remember to give us a rating of up to 5 stars on Apple Podcasts. That would be very much appreciated and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: 1 2 3
0: That was sounds like it was a good time. You guys actually didn't go too late, I guess. So Uh, about twelve
2: thirty-one.
0: Yeah. Um. (laughs) But yeah, man, I'm just so exhausted. My body's shot because, like, have a little bit of a cold again, caught from one of my daughters. Then plus, like, been back at jujitsu and went like three times last week. At night, mm. then like, no, good on you, man. Yeah, but then like staying up to like two, two thirty because I'm so charged up and getting like hardly any sleep. And so last night was my first night to catch up. So, but it's oh, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Ben? How are you doing?
1: Good, man. I had uh, we celebrated our second wedding anniversary wow. um, this weekend. Went to a fancy French restaurant downtown in Sapporo near Susquino. Yeah, it was good. Expensive, as you, you know, it expects from one of these fancy French restaurants. It was like Nieman for the two of us, set course with uh, a few drinks. But the food was amazing, as they usually are at these kind of establishments. But it's like tiny gourmet-style dishes. And we mm-hmm. had like six, I think it was like six dishes in total. Um, but came out very full and satisfied. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. Yeah. Did you have a bowl of champers? Uh we had a glass just before uh at another bar, but the yeah, the, the champagne in that restaurant was like two thousand yen a glass. So we decided to pass on that. So we got a cheap glass of champagne before for like five hundred yen. There you
0: go. Bit of bubbly. Was the uh yeah, congrats Yeah, congrats, man. Was the uh was it busy? It was uh yeah, it was pretty much full. Um
1: they closed uh, 8 i think at 8 so they're still sticking to that uh was it the man in borshi so stopped serving alcohol at 7 30 uh yeah we went in at six thirty, and then uh got home at nine o'clock passed out on the sofa uh for like two hours and then uh, yeah got up like 11 and started watching watching movies and stuff yeah just uh life you. Of being old Right,
2: Are you getting through the squid game? Squid Game. Uh, I
1: just started watching it the other day. Um, I've done two episodes so far. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome, man. The first episode was really good.
2: Man, I'm going to tell you the ending right now. Oh, <laughs>
1: please, please do.
0: It's, Spoiler alert. It's not a squid. Yeah. <laughs> I started watching that, but I'm just like, I, I watched the first episode. I'm like, I can't get into this right now. I'm way too busy. But, Matt, you uh, watched all of
2: it? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah
0: it was good. Definitely getting a lot of. I think it's like one of the most popular shows on Netflix in Japan right now, isn't it?
1: Uh, in America, it's getting a lot America attention like worldwide. Um, yes, yeah. it's, it's been in all the newspapers, you know, talking about the social issues in in Korea, um, and that seems to be why it's kind of gaining traction because you know a lot of countries have those same problems too. But it's uh, yeah, not really spoken about in Korea until kind of this uh, this mm. ep, this TV show. Huh. Yeah right. Yeah, yeah.
2: he's kind of a likable guy, the main character, but he's kind of a dickhead, really, because he's stealing money off his grandmother. And- yeah, he's a proper loser, and- right? <laughs> Going to reminds me of some <laughs> people.
1: <laughs> uh, who is that? <laughs>
0: well, they like. Uh, I mean, there's always really good entertainment that comes out of uh, Korea especially recently in the however many, last how many years, but like, I was actually a, uh, what's it called? Like for an award media award for Asia, I was selected as like a prejudge. So I had to watch like, um, all these like, uh, uh, programs, drama programs from various countries in Asia and stuff. And obviously like the Korean ones were at the very top, I think out of the top four, they got nominated for finalists. Like three of them were Korean programs but their government, like, I mean, they realize they've got, like, something really good there, so their government actually puts a lot of money into the uh, – to help support the industry, apparently. So that's why they have much better entertainment. But
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, they've won uh, – I think they won an Oscar last year for, for Best yeah. International Movie or something, and then the year before they won Best Movie for Parasite. So yeah, like Parasite, that's it, yeah. yeah. And they had that zombie train thing as well. Oh, right? that was awesome, man, yeah, Train to Busan, something like that. yeah. No, okay. zombie train it was called. <laughs> zombies on a train. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: right. That's what it was called.
0: <laughs> Speaking of uh, zombies on trains and traveling, Matt, you traveled recently, didn't you? You took a nice little trip or something, but it yeah, got short yeah, it didn't
2: it didn't work out. So, again, this year I was trying to get around Hokkaido on my motorbike and uh, fate stepped in, you know. I got cut short. I, uh, actually, I got a modelling job.
1: Which, um, oh, it, the so. career has been revived.
2: That's it, man. Is I've that, is that my, what cut your trip short?
0: <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, it did. Actually, <laughs> the yeah. Zoo wants their albino giraffe back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back to display. Nice. Glad to hear that. That's
2: right, man. I got to, yeah, I got
0: to do it. Did you? So, did you actually have the job already?
2: Yeah, I did, and then they sort of, uh, um, we can't use us. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use it, yeah. Geriatrics um, no, magazine
0: doesn't want it either.
2: <laughs> You're a funny guy, Burke. You're a funny guy. Um no, it was uh set up for in August in summer and um and then it got rained out. It was like for an outside uh Jormon site. So we can go and check out the the huts and villages from the Jormon period. Anyway, that got rained out, so they changed the uh, date to like mid-August from early August. And then so that kind of ruined my trip, my planned trip anyway. And then halfway through that, I had to get my vac- my uh, second vaccination as well. So the trip got cut even shorter. And then when I started on the trip, it started to rain. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm just going home. Didn't
1: this, yeah. happen, didn't this happen last year as well? It happened like, last year as well. Trip?
2: Oh. yeah well we know about the um the weather forecast right now how shit they are here yeah so um yeah they said it was going to be cloudy and then all of a sudden it was going to be rainy
0: so <laughs> how <laughs> it far did you get? Tr-
2: did you
1: actually see anything uh, any, uh, any i
2: did i did yeah um so the first day i got down to um kushiro um from Sapporo, that was a long fall yeah if people who don't know what hokkaido looks like it's like a big Diamond shape, isn't
0: it? Yes, yeah, diamond. with a
1: nose, right? Like a nose on the left, a diamond with a,
0: yeah, the left bent side kind of like hangs all the way down, yeah,
1: yeah, it's <laughs> like a
0: discharge, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: is not a pretty map, it's not a pretty map, anyway. Yes, yeah, so I crushed it. I was like on the furthest southernmost, like the point of that diamond, so I went down there, and the next day I got up to Akeshi. Man, I saw one of the most beautiful, uh, places in Hokkaido that I've ever seen. I think you, uh, what's it called? Yeah, the Keshi Iris Garden, Wild Iris Garden. never So heard of you, that. uh, oh, you got to check it out. You, you kind of walk on this peninsula goes out to this point and there's all these islands in the middle of this uh, in the ocean and this mist. It kind of looks like Jurassic Park, you know. You got all this mist rolling over these islands, and you got all these flowers and everything. And then, yeah, when you think it can't get any more uh, beautiful, these wild horses start running in front of me. You know, I was like, "Wow,
0: this is pretty. This is pretty cool." (laughs) Was it like set up? There wasn't like you didn't see some ranger in the background like whipping all – All right, set them free now. That's (laughs) right. Photographers in position. (laughs) (laughs) Release the doves. (laughs) Yeah,
2: no, it was it was it was almost like that. It was kind of set up. I don't know. Yeah, it was just amazing. The Keshi Wild Iris Garden.
1: Was it quite busy there? Like, is in, in terms of tourists?
2: No, I was the only person there, so that's what made it kind of special as well.
0: We, yeah.
1: It, what's
2: uh What's Wild Horse in um Japanese?
0: Yase no uma. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I don't. All I don't right. think that's really it. Uh, Wild-o-bashi. Yeah. Wild is... <laughs> wild is, yes. Let's see. They
1: like to use wild-o a lot, right, in uh, in, J- in Japan, to mean rough and rugged or something when someone is wild He's a wild guy.
2: You get called that a lot, don't you, Ben?
0: All the time, mate, all the time. <laughs> There's... Uh, I just... Tried to look it up in the dictionary, but the first one that came up was like a wild horse, like an unmanageable horse. This might be Ben Ak- Akuba. <laughs> yeah. Akuba. But the other one is okay. like, the second one is wild or untamed horse. This is Arauma. I don't know if these are actually the words. Okay. Use, but, anyways, yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause there was a sign there, something Uma or Kuma. And so you kind of go in this track, but it's all fenced off. And I'm like, Is, are there bears in here? And the guy's like, no, no, there's no bears. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> so the sign it's something Kuma, which I thought meant bear, but I think it was wild horses. Anyway, yeah, just uh, he had
0: to be careful of horses more than anything. Just start hearing uh, rolling stones in my head when everybody somebody says wild horses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How, how does it go,
0: bro? Wild horses, spread <laughs> and break me over. Yeah. Uh, moving <laughs> along. So, so uh, is uh, Akishi? is that like uh, what cities or towns? Out, is that in the east side you're saying, or what?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's on the east side. So, it's between Kushiro and uh, Nemoro, which is the easternmost
0: point of Hokkaido. Mm. So, you made it is all that- the way over there. That's pretty far, actually.
2: Yeah, well, then I camped that night um, on this huge cliff, like this campground on this cliff overlooking this bay, is a stunning place. But then uh, during the evening, it, this mist came in and it just started raining, and it just <laughs> didn't stop raining for like I said, it's going to rain for the next week. <laughs> so I rode to Asahikawa <laughs> across Hokkaido in the rain,
1: and then uh, went back to Sapporo. And that was it. Yeah. That was the trip. Yeah. How how long That's... were you on that in total before uh, before you got back? Uh four days. Four days. <laughs> three days? One, two, three. Yeah, that was it, man. Even to get to Kushiro, it takes a good what, like half a day to get there, if you're just going straight?
2: Um, I went down the coasts and you can do it in a day, but it's it's a bit of a it's a real push. You know? mm.
0: How long was the trip supposed to be?
2: I was going to do it for about twelve days, Hmm. yeah, and then the um, the modelling job came up. So yeah, uh, when when's
1: the calendar coming out? (laughs) Blue steel swimsuit swimsuit calendar. Oh, that one. Not, it's not yet, (laughs) Ben.
2: You have to wait for that. You wild horse. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me riding wild horse
1: in speedos. Ew, yeah, yeah. But
2: I do want to talk about because uh, um, I went out again uh, with the misses, um, just on a camping trip, and I've told you about the the scary school in uh, Ubuddy. Mm. yeah, which um, the
1: abandoned school, right?
2: Yeah, if that is a school, I'm not sure not sure it was. But, yeah, but it's this cr- creepy, creepy place. Um, you guys have been to Ubuddy, right?
0: uh I've, I've been, been through. through
2: it <laughs> yeah i've not, not, not stopped
1: <laughs> yeah too scary <laughs> but i've been past that school that you were talking about though because i remember driving past and i can't remember who i was with it might it might have been like Toshi or something and he kind of huh. said it yeah it was like an abandoned uh building and it's apparently haunted
2: Yeah, well, one of my students told me about this, you know, haunted school in Ubuddy. So I said, Do you want to check it out? She's like, Yeah, yeah, let's go check it out. So we got in and man, it's, yeah, it's set up perfectly for a horror movie. That doesn't need to be any set dressing or anything done to it. It's kind of all falling apart and there's just weird stuff in that, (laughs) in that school. Like, really odd.
1: Yeah, you said there was like, um, dolls or something or giant figurines just like in the middle of, uh, in, of a
0: room yeah it wasn't didn't you say like real animals like taxidermy animals or something
2: yeah yeah so on the first like it's huge man it's like uh yeah it's a big 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 place and so we were walking through and it was just us two and you get, you get creeped out you know and you're sort of building stuff up in your head and it was kind of raining outside so it was the perfect weather and um yeah, on the first floor, there's, I'm not sure if it was a hotel or a school or what, but there's like a big reception area, you know, and you're starting to think the shining. Anyway, we go <laughs> on the second floor and there's this giant stuffed walrus just sitting <laughs> in the middle of this corridor. <laughs> a real walrus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so there's, there's stuff like that. And there's like foxes and other taxidermied animals kind of. In weird places around the school,
0: are they like in and good then, condition, no. or are they just like... No, no,
2: they kind of. Oh, the the warus um, is. I don't know how or why there is a stuffed Warrus in this uh, school, but um,
1: was it easy to get in? Like, because yeah, yeah, sure, it's yeah. like private property or something, right? Like, did you have to yeah, break
2: in or something? No, or it- No, no. The weird thing is, it's right next to this uh, old shrine. Okay, there's a huge temple in Ubuddy, and it's it's next to that. And people obviously go in there and punch holes in the walls and do all sorts of stuff maybe. And out but some steam. And out some steam. But we went into one room um and there was a safe there. So I, you know, opened up the safe to see what was inside and there was nothing there. <laughs> but and Mrs. standing behind me and she felt something go past her head Ooh. and freaked out, which kind of freaked me out. And she said, We have to leave right now. So I was like, Nah, let's just let's just go up to the second floor first and check it. <laughs> no, we got to leave now. So we kind of just left you know, after checking out the second floor. But, I mean, I don't believe in ghosts,
1: but uh, I'd like to. Well, you, after that, you when you told everyone, and then you wanted a group of us to kind of camp out one night.
2: <laughs> yeah, I still want to do it. Are and some, some
1: people are up for it. And I I was one of the, I was definitely not one of those people. But, you know, in, in the group yeah. that you asked, there were at least maybe two, I think, included, uh, not including you, that were thinking about doing it. But yeah, I don't yeah, no. think it's a terrible idea, man. I, I, I would think not be able to sleep at all. Really, I'm disappointed in
2: you guys, to be honest.
1: What would you do there? <laughs> Just like camp out and uh, video be... yourselves, make a, <laughs> make a homemade video camera shot or something. Another not calendar happened. shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But who? Uh, Damien said yes, he'd do it, and uh, that's it. Oh, no, another guy. You going to do it? I don't know. I oh, know we went back there again. Um, maybe three weeks ago, there was about five of us that went back to check it out, and disappointingly, it was not as scary with lots of people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what time are you guys going in at, though? You're not going in like at night yet, right? No, no, it's about we went there about midday, one o'clock, safest um, possible time. That's right, yeah,
2: but uh. Yeah, we explored more of the place this time. We actually got to the third floor and there was this super, you know, this old piano up, this grand piano. And, um, yeah, that was really cool too. I'm going to put all these pictures up. I'll send you the pictures anyway. Uh, You're kind of hoping the piano would start playing by itself or something, but no. (laughs) No.
0: Yeah, I uh I don't think I really believe in ghosts, but I'm not trying to test anything, <laughs> so I definitely don't think uh I'd be up for spending the night in a place like that.
1: I kind of believe in something, not not ghosts in particular, but you know, some kind of some energy. Uh, yeah, I believe that's yeah. There. Yeah. And yeah, yeah same as Burke, I don't want to push it, you know, especially if you like trying to Getting them to come out and do things. And yeah. if they do, then you've only got yourself to blame, really. Yeah. Mm. Bringing something back that you
0: might not need. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bring it to your well, home, <laughs> to your family. Yeah.
2: Well, I picked up some trinkets to give to you guys. Anyway, <laughs> This is a, like an omiyage souvenir. <laughs> one's a uh, jawbone and the other one's a
0: uh, a bloody necklace. Yeah, put it under your bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was hoping you'd bring me the walrus, man. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, that would be a good beer
1: trophy if you had that. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: unbeatable.
0: Put it in the lobby of our building or something. Yeah.
2: But we kind of, then we went into the, um because we, we went to the back area, like this huge kind of gym like a sports hall, I guess, but it was all sunken into the ground. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. There was, a like, there's, obviously people had been in there and set up stuff to make you feel even, like, the place is even creepier. There was a big old sumo ring in there and a the sumo, like, one of those posts they hit against. Huh. And, yeah, and there was just a ring of chairs around it. You
0: know. <laughs> So you
2: reckon like
1: maybe a group of people went in previously and just like did all this stuff to to mess with other visitors probably?
2: I reckon, yeah. I uh, wanted to do some weird stuff in there, but um, oh, yeah, there's there's chalkboards and stuff. So people have written all this kind of stuff on there.
0: Yeah, we know you probably yeah. want to do some kind of weird stuff in there, but we don't really want to hear about that. <laughs> 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 That's where you want to get that camping trip going, isn't it? <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah. Hitting yeah, that's cameras right. everywhere. <laughs> that's right. That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know, as a bucket list thing, stay at a creepy, haunted school one night.
0: Well, dude, you got the perfect timing coming up at the end of the, the end of this month. Like, I think Halloween is even on a, isn't it on the weekend this month? Oh, is it? Oh. Okay. I think the thirtieth is uh Saturday, so thirty first might be Sunday. Let me check. But you could yeah, Perfect. you could spend uh yeah, it is. So you could uh spend midnight turning into Halloween. Or you could spend what's called Devil's Night in the US in the haunted party yeah. uh school. School or just yeah. organize a Halloween party
1: for that place. I mean that's probably yeah. some people could be quite up for it. Know, yeah, if like, I reckon, no, if you know, had a hundred people up there. Yeah, if you had a hundred yeah, right. people up there, it'd be a great party
0: Yeah, there. get some decks and stuff.
2: Yeah, it'd be awesome.
0: Turn into a rave. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um the whole of Ubuddy is just a ghost town. And it's I just like Ubuddy, it's a pretty cool place. But it is like a the whole place that seems abandoned. Um, did you
1: uh did you try some watermelon, buddy melon? Not watermelon, no. the U Buddy melon. It's really good. Yeah, it's expensive. I think that's the only thing that's kind of famous for now is the u buddy melon. Yeah.
2: And movies. They used to have a movie festival up there.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh. And I think one of Quentin Tarantino's characters was called Bang Bang u Buddy. It's <laughs> that, that Kill Bill movie.
1: Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. So yeah, he he know I'm sure if he's been there, but he um he mentioned it once you buddy. Yeah, he's a big fan of japanese cinema as well
2: yeah. yeah but all around you buddy, there's all the like uh murals or the old movie murals painted on all the buildings so that's kind of cool Yeah, it was like the cliche uh you know spooky town because we sort of stopped in the town there's two old this old couple came over and Oh, foreigners! Oh, what are you doing in this town? (laughs) You have to leave immediately. (laughs) It's not safe. No, so I asked them about the school. I said, "You know what? What
0: is that place?
2: Why? Why? Why was it abandoned? What happened? What happened there?"
0: They're like, "It's not abandoned. It's completely being used right now." What are you talking about? (laughs) You didn't see all the kids running around.
2: (laughs) <laughs> My missus is like, who are you talking to? There's nobody there. <laughs> uh, but they, they said they used to go to that school when they were kids. So it's, you know, they must have been about 70-odd. So it's an old place.
1: Still around. still but yeah. So not many young people in uh, in town, I gather.
2: There's nobody I did not see except that, that old
1: couple. There's no
2: area. All the shops were closed. There's a lot of abandoned buildings there.
1: Was that and, during um, COVID? Was that why, like, a lot of the places were closed?
2: No, I think that's just you, buddy. I think it's one just of these uh,
1: permanently
0: dying down, towns.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, it's happening
1: all over Japan, right, these uh, sort of abandoned towns. Yeah, everyone just, you know, they don't want to be farmers, so they just want to get out and move into these big cities, have a, have a fun life. I think the, yeah. the younger generation is starting to kind of clock on that, you know life's there's more to life than working your ass off every day
2: there's actually i found a japan a Japanese word to describe the phenomenon of these ghost towns <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it
2: just you, waiting did you lose dramatic- the paper
1: you lose the paper that you <laughs> wrote it on
2: <laughs> yeah. no I've just paused for dramatic
0: effect wild Shoshi
2: koreka.
0: Oh, that's, there you go. yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, I mean. It's, oh, you knew that book. Well, yeah, but that's not, I mean, I just for, <laughs> I mean, that's not for just uh ben and talent. It's just talking about like the declining birth rate and stuff, right? Like the a- oh, really? aging yeah. society. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So it's the word to mean what? Aging society. Well, sure she called Yeah. Called is like age. Yeah. Right? I think it's. And talking... Sure. She is what? going down
0: well yeah i mean it's talking about like low births and then people getting older if i remember right but if this is if i'm incorrect i'm trying to look it up right now then i'll just cut all this out <laughs> i don't want people to know i don't know what i'm talking <laughs> about <laughs> hey ben you but nice try, you matt, got nice try matt
2: nice try man i thought i'd stumbled
0: on a new word okay <laughs> yeah yeah shoshi koreka is literally declining declining birth rate and aging population. So it is, yeah, it's describing the trend of what's happening all over Japan, especially with these like small cities and stuff.
2: Okay. Oh, the way they wrote this article, it makes it sound like that word is directly linked to um, these abandoned
1: towns.
0: Well, it's the, I mean, I guess it it is. It's considered the cause of uh, a lot of these towns becoming abandoned towns. Um, Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we heard, I just know that word. So I used to hear it a lot in the agricultural company that I was working out at because obviously that's like the trend with, uh, just like Ben was mentioning too, like in the agricultural industry, in most countries, but especially in Japan too, just have a lot of less, less young people going into it. And a lot of the people who are still into it are just getting older and older. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good money though, right? Being a farmer, you can, uh, you know especially in Hokkaido you only have to work uh what 6 months a year before the snow comes and then there's mm. not much farming left to do so if you just work your ass off for 6 months but then i think you know during the winter time they do like snow clearing jobs and uh mm. yeah jobs related to snow but i can't i can't imagine it being a, an easy an easy life
0: yeah. No, I mean, no, it, it no. starts a little bit earlier. It goes from like March to November. It's usually the agricultural season, but yeah, there is a big lull in the winter. And actually, a lot of them, they use that time to like, uh, go overseas to study about like overseas, uh, farming methods or go to like, uh, conventions and stuff. A lot of big uh, agriculture uh, conventions are held during the winter because yeah, everyone has time off and that's stuff. That's
1: interesting. So. Cause I, I actually taught at a agricultural college. Um, a while ago Uh, yeah and I used to teach English there so I guess that was the reason why a lot of my students volunteered to study English maybe they were planning to go abroad and like you say learn some new agricultural methods from western countries
0: yeah it's a big trend and and also it's, uh, it's a way they try to attract younger people into the industry saying that yeah they can go overseas to have these different types of Bankyo uh tours they call them where they go and study for a few weeks or even a month living overseas so like I was hey. actually quite
1: yeah i mean i was actually quite surprised though that you know there were some pretty cute girls on my farming course you know kind of like all dolled up with long brown hair wearing like mini skirts and stuff coming into coming into class and then they like at the end of class they dress into their farming yeah. overalls and start milking cows and stuff weird you enjoyed
2: that part didn't you i did (laughs) hey ben you finished an hour ago what are you doing hanging around can i beat a cow again (laughs) sorry burke keep going Uh, no i'm just saying they have
0: those tv programs where they uh they do that thing where they have the young girls uh kind of like the city type girls go and experience living on a farm it's part of a way of promoting that lifestyle and stuff so Apparently, it's working. Ben's getting those students right. in his classes, or was getting those <laughs> students in his classes. Yeah, this was
1: like 10 years ago. So, yeah, I don't know what it's mm-hmm. right
2: now. But I was reading up these towns, what what they can actually do to um get people coming back, and there's there's not much, really, that they can do. So, I mean, having a specific festival or, you know, sort of a gimmick to get people to come into that town.
1: Yeah, get a um, mascot. You a know, mascot, yeah. A lot of towns yeah. have uh, special mascots. We did an episode on that about uh mascots around japan that was a quite oh that's right yeah
2: Yeah. well you buddy it's that kuma right the kuma yeah that's melon Melon kuma
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh yeah yeah that's right yeah Yeah. freaky looking thing
2: oh it's yes yes it's it's definitely a scary looking thing i put my head in that thing's mouth for a photo once
0: (laughs) oh it's a you mean the uh, actual walking around living mascot or was it a statue or something
2: no, no, it's the, the mascot walking around, and it's got a you know, it's a melon with freaky eyes and a huge bear mouth, right? So I, I stuck my head in the, the bear's did mouth. You, uh, did
1: you? Did you talk to picture? him or try to have a conversation? Like, does he? Does he speak English or anything? No, I can't. I can't no, I don't think I tried to talk to. So he's just um, like pointing into his mouth, and then you stick your head in there. I think I just stuck my head in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A bear can't bend over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. No,
0: not for that. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> mascots for the uh, the town or uh, or festival. What do they
0: do? They also offer like uh, some towns have those programs where they uh, give you like some kind of monetary support for. Building a house or something, I can't remember. Well, how
2: they give you the house, don't they? It's like it's a hundred yen or something like that. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. Some towns do
1: that, they offer you, um, yeah, like a full three bedroom house or something. But the deal is you have to actually live there for a minimum of like three or four years. That's right, yeah. So you can't just yeah. buy the house and not be there. You have to actually, yeah, live and contribute to the local community. Would you do that? Would you guys do that? If there was a massive mansion for a 100 yen, but you had to live there for three years, would you take that Uh, deal? Move your whole um, family there? If you guys were in town, then yeah. (laughs) We all did it together, yeah. Live next door to each other. That would be nice.
0: I don't think I would do, but I think I would mention this, but uh, my wife's brother, they were in Iwamizawa just like... Uh, spending the weekend in Niwamizawa walking around in this neighborhood near where they were staying and uh they just like started talking to some old people and they were like, are there any available houses around here? And they're like, no, no, no. And then like a few minutes later when they were walking down the street, like the same person ran up behind them and like, oh, actually this person recently died in this house over, or didn't die at the house, but they <laughs> passed away and their house is available. So if you guys want it, you can have it. And they basically well, got a uh, house on, I think it was like uh, three hundred tubo, so like almost uh, nine hundred square meters of land with the house. And they're like completely reforming it now, and uh, it's actually in a pretty interesting area and so, so they got yeah, they got a house for free without having to go through the whole uh, like government they, they process got it for free. Yeah, and like oh, given it. Wow. Yeah, and all the uh, Oji-san that like live in the area because exactly. it had like a lot of. Uh, equipment and, like, you know, stuff that hadn't been used for however long. And they, like, cleared the whole property for them over a course of a few weeks and stuff. So, yeah, all they had to pay for is whatever it costs to switch the uh, title to their name. And, uh, yeah, they have a – I think it's, like, over 100 square meters or something, the house itself. And they're just, like, doing it all themselves, redoing it now and stuff for the past two months or something. They're just going to use – Where was this? In Iwamizawa. Which is like okay. what forty minutes away from Sapporo, the town huh. suburb of Sapporo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like uh, those types of places not only pop up through government programs, but just start going and asking the neighbors and then some neighborhood if there's any <laughs> available houses. Is there any,
2: is there any dead people? You know?
0: Yeah, well, you,
2: you gotta find <laughs> out any soon to be dying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> haunted houses. Yeah. But it makes you wonder because you, you do drive through these towns and they're just, it's just abandoned, you know, and you see these big houses or factories or, you know, businesses and you wonder, like, it would be pretty cool just to live there, you know. It's huge, you know, a huge uh, place
1: what's to live the, in would be good. What's Iwamizawa like? I've only driven through it. Is is that one of those kind of dying towns as well? Because it's kind of c- closest to... Sapporo, like you said, like forty minutes. Yeah, maybe that's not such a bad place to to be.
0: Well, I think yeah, because you can come into the city if you want to. But I think, I mean, I think it's an agriculture town. Uh, it's uh, I don't think there's much there, but there's kind of like a spot they're trying to you know make into a tourist uh, attraction type area with some good restaurants and cafes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if for anybody for who's future, yeah, or anybody who's kind of uh, looking to live the countryside lifestyle. Like I was talking to somebody recently and they were like, they haven't lived in the city for over 10 or 15 years and they're like, they never want to live in the city again. They're happy living in the Hokkaido countryside. Actually, I think a lot of foreigners are pretty happy with the Hokkaido countryside and stuff. So, I mean, people are out there, but yeah, I tried to move away from Sapporo once and definitely did not like it. So, <laughs> Well, how about you guys? Because you got your...
1: You know, houses in Toya. Could you see yourselves later in life, just like living there permanently? Um, you know, not not living in Singapore anymore. Like maybe retiring out there. It might be quite a tough life, but it'll be nice and quiet. Can you see yourselves doing that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Once a month, <laughs> enough.
2: <laughs> Once a month, enough. Yeah. Ah, uh, just in winter. I mean, because we're. It's quite high up, you know. it just be too too much of a hassle. I think.
0: What if
1: that? What if it was easy to get there by car? You know, regardless of the snow, would that make a difference? Um, because it's beautiful yeah, out there, right? It's so quiet, and you mm. got you know everything you kind of need. There's supermarkets nearby. Um, I'm sure you can find a hospital if you're sick or something. So there's not really much else that you really need.
0: Yeah, there's a mm. there's actually a hospital out there. Uh, I think I could live out there in that lifestyle, but just definitely not while I'm trying to raise kids and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, so like mm. once they're grown up, then, you know, retire out there is a possible scenario, do you think?
2: Yeah. Um, ask, me, yeah ask me when I'm
1: 70. Because...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think up until a certain age, but uh, after a certain age, I think it'd be much easier to be in a convenient location. What about you? me um
1: no i don't know i i i like the idea of doing it but because i you know i don't have a a house out there so i don't really know what it's like to be there long term you know like i've stayed there maybe one night every now and then and that's nice that just for me that just feels like a holiday but you guys are up there like all the time so it's it's almost like you're there half the time anyway so I was just thinking, like, could you actually like just you know move everything up there, and if you if you didn't have to worry about working, could you just be there the whole time? Yeah, I don't. Know. I think I'd get a bit bored.
2: I think after a while, I, I do. I quite like the city, but um, it's it's for me, it's nice just to get up there and get away from from it all. So it's nice and, having
1: uh, both. But you got the, the 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 option, right, of.
2: Yeah, the quietness. Yeah. yeah, and the city yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. We were... Except for when, except when Burke's there, of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these alternate weekends. I mean, the big reason we were just going out there so much though is just because there was the state of emergency going on and off so many different times. So mm. it's kind of easy to get away to some place like that. Plus, we want to have like kids experience the outdoors a lot instead of just being stuck in the city all the time. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. good for them to, to run around,
1: uh hit hit the lake up.
0: Well that's yeah. the thing though, you think like uh woods and stuff are kind of you know, secluded place you can kinda of get away from people and stuff, but I don't know if you guys saw, but there was like this huge uh what was it like uh fireworks factory fire recently in Otara? Uh-huh. Did you guys hear about this? It was like last week. No. It was on the news. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think of, like, uh, when you think of, like, a fireworks production facility? Like, what (laughs) kind of facility do you picture in your head? You mean a a place that houses fireworks? No, that actually, well, produces and, yeah, stores the fireworks that they produce.
1: Uh, Someone that's very dangerous, maybe.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, (laughs) what kind of a facility, like, uh, do you picture? A giant oh, warehouse, yeah, yeah, like a, warehouse. Wood. W- well, like a w- <laughs> wood. Well, like wood, you, you think like a, a big, well, you think like a big cement like uh, area or something that has like a warehouse or something. But this uh, this factory was just like a few like wooden structures out in the woods in Otaru, like in the mountains. <laughs> And apparently, like right. a lot of these factories are in those places because it's, you know, obviously away from the city or from residential houses and stuff. But, uh, when you try to do that in Japan and get away from the city and stuff, you basically just go to the mountains. So this place was like in the and it's kind of a sad story because, like, one of the guys apparently got burned pretty bad that was working there. Um, Mm. three people got like transported to the hospital and one was pretty bad shape or isn't still in pretty bad shape apparently. But yeah, it was just like this, uh, two wooden structures out in the middle of the forest. And, uh, and I actually happened to watch like a program about how they produce fireworks, uh, this past week. Uh, it was kind of a coincidence, but yeah, they're just like creating these, um, you know, explosives that they put into pellets and it's all hmm. done by hand usually and then they're just kind of sealing sealing them with like uh you know special tape and you know it can take like up to a a month to produce uh, some of these fireworks but yeah and they're just all stored and they're actually dried like all of the uh flammable material needs to be dried uh so they have like these like kind of sauna room sauna rooms like in these facilities but it was literally uh like a big wooden structure that a lot of it got burnt because of the fire and there was a car there that was burnt too, but it was kind of like a small operation just out in the mids in the middle of the woods in Otard. and I was like, man, this is like the worst uh-huh. place to have like a fire facility. <laughs> but yeah, apparently a lot of them are, are that way. So
2: how did it start? The fire?
0: Uh, well, the, the police are still investigating that they said, so they don't know exactly what the cause was, but they're investigating that. And then also if this place like wasn't up to standards for uh safety measures and stuff, but yeah, yeah. I mean, usually when you hear about these like fireworks, uh, like uh, production facility fires, you know, in other places maybe China or something, it usually seems like the facility is like in the city somewhere or something, you know, and all these fireworks are going off. Uh, but this place just surprised me because the middle of the woods. And then plus, like, it's like there was a uh, big, huge, uh, black smoke stack that was rising out of the woods, but it was like all these fireworks were going off inside of the smoke, you know? It's like surrounding people kind of got a free fireworks show. Yeah, right. My uh,
1: yeah. my impression is like Americans love fireworks a lot more than any other nation. Is that true? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is that true, Bert? Because, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't think you're there, Bert, but one of our friends had a, had his stag party a while ago, and we all went out on <laughs> the beach, and yeah. one of the guys, the, the guy that organised it, he was, uh, he was American. Uh, yeah, John, who's been on John. the podcast before, and he just spent half of the funds that we all put into like this kitty bag, to to spend on whatever, like food, drink, alcohol, um, and he spent half of it on just fireworks, and we didn't know until we actually got there. And then he just like opened this bag of all these fireworks, and then just said, "All right, everyone, pick a firework," and then started <laughs> running around and lighting them and shooting everyone with with uh, with these crazy rockets. It was,
2: it was those Roman candles, yeah. Oh God, that and was he funny. was
1: just like, like it was a normal thing to do. And I was like freaking. Out. I was like, "You're not even supposed to touch fireworks like, when you light them." That's yeah. what I was taught. We can't eat these. Why'd you
0: spend the money <laughs> yeah. on these, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, because
2: John John walked up the beach, man. I'm like, he's like, come on, man, we're going to have a, a, a fireworks fight. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> and he, but it was just me and John, and we turned around. And then you start shooting these Roman candles, like, the yeah, these rockets at everybody. <laughs> and then they started shooting back, so it was like, 10 guys shooting. Oh, man. And there's these things flying past your head. I'm like, John, what are we doing, man?
1: <laughs> and he, he made it sound like that's what people do in America. So I was just wondering, is, is that true? Or is that just.
0: I think just there general? are certain areas where that's kind of a big thing to do. Uh, like when I was growing up in Idaho, it was kind of like people were a little bit obsessed with uh, like firecrackers and stuff from a young age, like especially around the 4th of July. But mm. a lot of which is you know Independence Day in the US, but a lot of uh, I mean, it's kind of a big thing, but just around that time, but in like I guess fireworks shows around the 4th of July, but uh, yeah, actually, no, you hear about places where people grow up doing stuff like that, and you're like, man, that's kind of an interesting place to grow up, I guess. But
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> we used to have um, Guy Fawkes night in Australia,
1: do you have that, Ben? Yeah, we get that, yeah, Bonfire yeah. Night. on.
2: Yeah, then they stopped at that because so many kids were getting burnt
1: by our fireworks. (laughs) Right, getting pushed into fire and stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess the point being, though, if you're going to buy a place out in the woods just make in Japan, just make sure there's no uh, fireworks production facility right next door. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a good idea. And not too much wood around would be a a good idea
0: as well. Yeah, and I I guess to answer your question, I don't know if it's like – to be honest, Like I I was kind of surprised um, how – much people are into fireworks here in Japan because, like, the whole summer is just like lighting off fireworks or fireworks shows or like doing fireworks as a family, uh, on the weekend or something, you know, after the barbecue when it gets dark and stuff with the kids mm-hmm. and stuff. So, and that like kind of lasts like the whole summer. So, I was actually kind of surprised how big it was here,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, the toy, you know, every night, so how many months they have fireworks that go off every night, yeah. yeah those so many fireworks
1: many. are impressive as well. I really. Good ones, big ones, and you can get pretty close along the lake. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like from um, what, like May or something, till well, they're still going they were there the, last night, uh, yeah, man. Like yeah, beginning yeah. of November, maybe or something. So
2: I don't get that excited about fireworks. To be honest, I'm not like you,
0: Burke. The <laughs> Roman candle <Such>. fight. <laughs> That's right. That's all you need to maybe you know. Get some more people interested in your U body haunted uh, school sleepover. Is uh, tell everyone you'll have a Roman candle fight as well.
2: That's what these old towns should do, you know, is to start uh, like, like a paintball thing where you just run through the whole <laughs> town shooting at each other. Maybe that'd be a good way to make some money and get people back in.
1: That sounds like a great spot to do it as well. That U body, uh, you know, abandoned school. You can uh, probably set up some pretty good stuff there. Weekends raves and then during the weekday paintball uh paintball shop that's that's a plan there's that's a business a there's a business idea for you there we go you guys in <laughs>
0: definitely in dreamt yeah. up here on the podcast ready to go it's the
1: next venture <laughs> yeah right <laughs>
0: well, i'm sure there's a lot of uh, other stuff that you guys were just looking forward to talking about some current events and stuff but we've actually uh been recording for quite a bit of time now so Mm. might need to wrap this one up
1: I think so all yeah right. thanks for joining us again Matt uh, appreciate you taking the time um, that's alright yeah well you know <laughs> we uh, we get a lot of uh, good comments um, from listeners when, when you come on so I think you're oh, a bit of a nice. fan favourite oh good yeah. good which I guess is you why could. we kind of keep asking you to come back on oh that's nice L-
0: looking forward to doing another one person I actually kind of thought about suggesting that for this one too but didn't know if we'd be able to figure out time. So,
1: mm. what well, is the? Uh, I think things are going back to normal from I think uh, October fourteenth. So they're lifting all the restrictions. So restaurants and bars can open back to regular hours. So maybe uh, maybe from then, hopefully we can do a face to face recording. Yeah,
2: that would be good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Nice, nice to see how you've improved your your looks, Matt, since you've. Revived your modelling career again. Yeah. <laughs> Had a haircut these days.
2: Yeah, they wanted a fat, white, balding old man, and uh, I was like, "Man, I've got this." So,
0: uh, <laughs> Agent gave you a call. <laughs> we yeah. got the perfect guy. <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly. I've quit on my job. I'll stay away from my next modeling gig there. All, <laughs> all right. right,
1: guys. Well, uh, thanks for joining, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you liked us, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Bye bye.
0: This episode of the podcast is being sponsored by Hokkaido Guide. Hokkaido Guide was established over 10 years ago and is written by locals for locals and international tourists. The guide contains information on all types of businesses and locations around Hokkaido. There's information regarding all things Hokkaido such as sightseeing, nightlife, events, services, food and restaurants, entertainment, outdoor activities, and much, much more. Currently offered in English and Thai advertising space is available, so check out Hokkaido Guide for everything you need to know about this beautiful prefecture.